future is now. And welcome to the SVK Crypto Podcast. 15 minutes of crypto value. My name is Charles Story. I'll be your host for the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London, Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. Bitcoin is currently trading at $5,235, down 1% in the last 24 hours. You have Ethereum currently trading at $154. That's down 2%. We have Ripple currently trading at $0.29. Cents. That's down 1% in the last 24 hours. And we currently have EOS trading at $4.53, down 3.5% in the last 24 hours. So if we take a look at the overall market, IOTA is currently trading at $0.30. Cents. That's up 15% in the last 24 hours. We'll get into why later in the show. We had some positive news come out that involved the IOTA protocol. But um, let's change our shift for a second let's talk about some of the percentage losers of the day we've got ravencoin that's down 11 percent and theta that's down eight and a half percent in the last 24 hours we've seen an interesting market shift especially today and we'll get into why that's been occurring what's been going on and some of the stories that have been breaking out as well. So with that in mind, let's get on to the next part of the show. We're going to be discussing bond rating agency Moody's warn on risk of private blockchains, what they're saying and why they're saying it, a glimpse of banking's future live on the Ethereum blockchain. And we're also going to be talking about WeTrade. Co-founder Mancone is leaving the enterprise blockchain firm. Why is he leaving? What's going on there? And of course, we're going to be discussing the big news that everyone's talking about. Everyone on the street is mentioning to do with IOTA, and that is a secret surprise we'll leave to the end. So listen, with that in mind, let's get on to the show and let's get down to business. So let's kick things off. Bond rating agency Moody's warn on risk of private blockchains. Rating agency Moody's has warned of several risks of private, centralized blockchains in a report for clients examining the pros and cons of the technology for financial firms. Titled Blockchain Improved Operational Efficiency for Securitization Amid New Risks, the April 25th report describes the basic features and promises of blockchain technology, explaining how businesses like banks can leverage it to their benefit. In the document seen by media sources, Moody's emphasizes the difference in security between private and public blockchains, saying that consensus mechanisms in private chains may not be as strong as those in public chains or may be absent altogether. It continues by saying private or centralized blockchains are more exposed to fraud risk because system designs and administration remains concentrated with one or few parties. Sound blockchain governance is key for risk management. The report continues. In this case, private blockchains where the governance and responsibility structure is clearer win in Moody's view. In addition, while a decentralized system makes data recovery and auditing easier, it increases the number of gateways for attacks. The report goes on to say, new kinds of risks are in fact posed by blockchains, Moody's argues. The tech replaces trust in none other other humans, institutions, intermediaries, with trust in the unknown other, code entities and dynamics that are hard to see and understand from the outside. However, Moody's report also discusses blockchain's potential to bring benefits to a number of industries. For example, the use of smart contracts could streamline the creation and management of securities. Although, as the technology hasn't reached maturity yet, applications in the near term will remain experimental. 
limited to pilot phases with a small number of participants and or parallel processing for conventional technologies, the author writes. Another promising use case is loan issuance, putting loan information on blockchain along with the data of loan-backed securities will make the communication better between these parts of the bank's business faster and more straightforward, with information updating and changing automatically. The securitization blockchain can rely on data provided by the lending blockchain subject to automated checks and controls, according to the report. It also outlines some of the EU productive work that has already been done in the blockchain field. The report notes the EU nations have already started to work with blockchains and registries and concludes, without blockchain-based land registries, efficiently gains on the asset side of a mortgage-backed security transaction will remain limited. So the report also touches on the possibility of using smart contracts as legally blinding agreements in the future the future if real is still far away the author believes a full replacement of natural language contracts by computer code is unlikely because of lack of flexibility of regards to the scripting language furthermore parties to a smart contract should consider governance and control mechanisms to ensure that modifications to the original contract can be made at a later stage without great difficulties they write this is really positive and i'll tell you why moody's is a massive American credit rating agency and Moody's Analytics, an American provider of financial analysis and software services to some of the biggest funds in the world. I mean, revenue-wise, to give you an idea of the size and scale of Moody's, they bring in around $4.2 billion each year for their services. So when they come out to the market and they do a piece of research, they've thought about it. There's a lot of time and hours being spent on this. They're showing the impact in a positive way of blockchain. Yes, they're talking about some of the drawbacks that we have right now, but they mention maturity, and I completely agree with that. The space is developing, it is maturing, and for someone like Moody's to actually see what's happening over here and warrant the time allocation it takes to write a detailed report and publish that to their clients is extremely positive, and that's something that we should be celebrating and moving forward with. Something else I want to discuss is a glimpse of banking's future live in the Ethereum blockchain. So let's kind of discuss what's going on here. At first glance, this week's move by the Investment Bank Society General to issue a security token-like bond in which it was both the issuer and the sole investor might seem like a pointless act. Not so much a peer-to-peer transaction, just a peer transaction. But one element of the announcement suggests that was actually an important step in financial institutions, sometimes fractious relationships with cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. You see Society General's $112 million bond issue smart contracts built not a private permissioned blockchain, but on the public one. I mean, this was a baby step for sure, but let's remember that this French bank belongs to the industry whose members, institutions repeatedly persist that permissionless blockchains are unworkable. For them. Banks have made various arguments for why they feel compelled to use private permission versions of the technology because they are beholden to know your customer and other compliance rules that aren't easily enforced in a permissionless environment. Because their competitive interests require a level of privacy, they can't be assured in a transparent public setting or because maybe public blockchain's profitability-based standard for confirming trade settlements fall short of Wall Street's lawyers' call settlement finality. Yet here was the ninth largest bank in the world experimenting with the public model. 
It would be way too premature to say that Societe Generale has discounted those industry concerns about permissionless blockchains. Concerns that are more likely founded on fears of the threat to existing business models than anything else. But the French bank's move could also signal an acknowledgement that banks can't afford to turn their back on the disruptive threats and opportunities poised by permissionless protocols such as Bitcoin and Ethereum and also to mention EOS. Sazashi General appears to be placing a side bet on the future evolution of digital finance and how that will play out, much as the battle of supremacy of the next generation communications technology did in the 1990s. You know, hopefully they're on the right side of history this time. I bet that open systems win. So at the end of the 90s, it had become clear that, that the public open interruptible internet had beaten out private closed walled garden intranets such as Prodigy, AOL and France's Mittel to define the new architecture for worldwide information sharing. It has since become accepted wisdom that the internet's open global system proved superior because it imposed no limit on network size or on the breadth of potential connectivity and because permissionless innovation enabled a global developer talent pool of a limited size and collective brain power from all around the world. Now, it's reasonable to assume, though by no means guaranteed, that history will repeat itself with the struggle over the financial or the future of the financial system. Now, yes, you've got the unique sensitivities of the regulatory frameworks surrounding finance creates a subs, well, substantial barrier to entry that protects incumbent institutions. But those those will come, right? Walled guard approaches protect their competitive position. But at the end of the day, money is just inf information and communities will tend toward free and open systems for using it. Now, is that what Society General is betting on? Perhaps. But while the deal was an entirely in-house affair, the bank did not make the bonds term pari pursu with it covered bonds, right? A category of debt that, debt that is securitized by a specific balance sheet assets. I mean, that means that the future owners, whoever they may be, would have equal ranking and risk exposure as any investors in Society Generale's more conventional bond issues. And with a five-year maturity, there is ample time for the bank to take the more radical step of seeking outside buyers in secondary market sale once it has the blessing from regulators. So it's also important to note the story we just spoke about Moody's coming out and um, creating a positive piece on the case and covering the, the, full pace, the full case itself, right? So this is really important. What we're seeing now is a shift in thinking, a shift in emotion, a shift fundamentally of where people are looking. Instead of discrediting blockchain, we're now looking at it well, the banks are, and we're seeing financial credit rating agencies doing this as well, being like, actually, there is something here, and we're going to figure it out. Whether that is private, public, whatever it may be, whatever gets them going first to learn about the space, to get them engaged, to get them in. And once they're in, they're going to see the power of open protocols like EOS. So another big story that's been trending today is We.Trade co-founder Man Cohn is leaving the enterprise blockchain firm. So Robert Mancone, the charismatic chief operating officer at tr trade finance platform WeTrade, is leaving the company. One of the co-founders of WeTrade, Mancone, said he was proud to have led the platform as it became a legal entity and it seen it grow from seven banks to 14. However, he said in his personal vision brings the need of exploring the next steps of what blockchain technology can achieve and staying ahead of the curve. 
He told media sources, I've not yet seen something that shows the ultimate benefit of the technology. We are building solutions that are perceived as valuable by the providers of the solutions, but not the users. During his time at the helm of IBM-based platform, Mancombe said WeTrade became one of the first enterprise blockchain projects to go live, outflanking its rivals in the busy trade finance distributed ledger DLT space. Mancombe praised both IBM and WeTrade's members, banks, for the progress they had made. I admire the courage of the banks for entering into something so innovative in a highly regulated environment. He also reiterated how he sees enterprise blockchains evolve to include a range of companies from overlapping industries, a point he made last year when he hinted that WeTrade could join forces with IBM and Maersk's trade lens and other supply chain solutions. And you have to add as well, when all the stakeholders belong to the same industry, as in the case with a group of banks all focused on receivables financing, they're not fundamentally changing the business model, noted Mancombe. They're just trying to make things more efficient than previous. He explained, for me, that was step one. I can see how this technology can change the business model. But to do that, you need the stakeholders to come from different industries, not the same industry. That way, it'll be a final consumer, company or corporate, that reaps the rewards rather than a group of incumbents. So it's kind of interesting because Manco will now be replaced at WeTrade at the end of April in, by Sian and McGowan, who will take the title of general manager. McGowan does not come from a trade finance or banking background by any means, having previously held technical delivery management roles at Alcoin, Novatros, Retail Emotion and Pharmapod, Bank of Ireland, KCB Bank, Finos and Inotech. Interesting news from there. Um, before we wrap up, I really want to talk about what the partnership is today and the stories we've had out from Jaguar. This is really big news. I've seen a lot of people tweeting us on Twitter today about this. Um, so let's let's jump into the story itself and go into this. So IOTA today has gone ballistic. It was up 20% this morning. I think it's calmed down a little bit throughout the day. But IOTA, now the 15th largest cryptocurrency of market value of 847 million, has been growing strong amid the news that the Jaguar Land Rover is testing IOTA-based solutions. This is big big news. So the Britain's largest car manufacturer announced on Monday that it was testing a solution based on smart contracts technology that would pay users an iota for data sharing. The company is creating a smart wallet that will be installed in the new fleet of cars including Jaguar's F-Pace and Range Rover Vela models. The solution will allow drivers to earn coins for sharing relevant data like pothole locations, traffic congestion and performance of the car. So the smart wallet technology can be easily adapted into the new vehicles. IOTA wants to enable interoperability with all different players. So there are no Jaguar coin or BMW coin, but one universal token for the machine economy. Dominic Schenner, IOTA co-founder, said commenting on the announcement. This is big news. When we actually see this take off and pick up with a big corporation such as Jaguar Land Rover, right? This is massive. This is big news because we're seeing potential real adoption of the technology. We're seeing a real build out, a real use case. And guess what? BMW, Mercedes, these guys are all going to be like, okay, they've broken through here. What's going on? How are we going to add this? How are we going to add this for our customers and users? This is big news. So listen, with that in mind, that's a wrap. i got to bounce. Thank you for your time and attention. As always, hit us up on social media. Telegram, join us, SVK Crowd. Um, follow us on Twitter, at SVK underscore crypto. If you have any questions or queries, feel free to email myself, cstory, C-S-T-O-R-R-Y, at svkcrypto.com.